0: Forget about the 1%. In so many places, men are the 100%.
1: Every person on the board of the American Culinary Federation. Michael Ty, John Kinsella, Thomas Macrina... Every dean of Harvard Business School, MIT Sloan School of Management, University of Chicago Booth School of Business. Every winner of every award given out by the National Sportscasters and Sportswriters Association. Chris Chris Berman. Vin Scully. Jim Nance. Every person on every U.S. banknote ever. The Board of Pandora. The executives of Foursquare. The Papal Conclave. The board Alex of Pandora. Finnegan, George, Perry, Yoni Jen, Jen, Brenner, Pierre, Jean
0: to break into that all male world and rise to the top involves having smarts, having spirit, and the ability to recognize some of your own mistakes. When my son was a newborn, I tried to do everything all at once. I was working from home. I had a treadmill in uh, my son's room, and I would be on the treadmill working out and trying to do email. I, I think I quickly realized that was ridiculous. That's the chief technology and strategy officer at Cisco systems Sri Warrior who began a series of conversations yesterday on the program about the real struggles of making a full life fit into a career or vice versa if you're a woman. Our next guest in this series is Judy Woodruff, journalist, mother of 3, host of the PBS NewsHour, wife in the Washington DC media power couple of Woodruff and journalist husband Al Hunt. Judy told us that looking from the outside like you have it all is very different from making a life, a marriage and a career work out real.
1: I had this crazy idea that you could pursue your career uh, with abandon and you could get married and have a family and it would all work out happily ever after. And there wouldn't be any complications when it came to uh, juggling. That was not even a word in my in my vocabulary. I just had this idea, naive idea that you you could do it all.
0: And does that mean that the uh, women of your generation at this particular stage of professional life were kinds of uh, guinea pigs, sociological guinea pigs?
1: I think we were, but I don't think we realized it at the time. Um, Most of the women I knew when I graduated from college uh, were thinking about a career, but they were also very much thinking about marriage. And for many of them, it was going to be either or. Were they going to put their career on hold? Or were they going to do kind of the opposite, put marriage on hold? And I, I chose to put marriage on hold. But when I finally did get married in my early 30s, I very much, my husband and I very much wanted a family. And we didn't think about what that involved.
0: Tell me some of the stories of perhaps the most outlandish bit of juggling you did or a particular day when you can recall – Everything, you know, all burners were hot, if you know what I mean.
1: There was a day in the early 1990s when uh, uh, Bill Clinton had been elected president and he was announcing some element of his health care reform plan. And I had been chosen to be the one to go out to Arkansas for the news hour to uh, do a story on it. Well, meanwhile, my third grader had an overnight at a planetarium and I had agreed to be a parent chaperone. So basically what I did was I flew to Little Rock, did the reporting, flew back, got in just in time to join the crowd of the students, the teachers, and a few other parents, slept on a a pallet that night at the planetarium, got up the next morning, raced to, to the Baltimore airport and flew back. Uh, to finish reporting on what, (laughs) what, what Clinton was doing.
0: And looking back on it now, do you think of that as abusive or heroic?
1: I think it was crazy. I think it was crazy what I was trying to do. I think for the longest time I thought that you could give all of yourself to your career almost and give all of yourself to your children. And the point came when we had three kids, when it became abundantly clear to my husband and me that that this just wasn't going to happen, that there were sacrifices that were being made. And I told myself for a long time that I was doing the best job I could. Uh, but I was always worrying at the same time. I was always feeling guilty. In fact, Al teases me that he used to miss as many of their events as I did, but the difference was that I felt guilty about it, and he didn't. Wow. Um, I think I carried that around. I still carry it around with me. I don't think you can't. If you love your children and they're the most important thing in the world, you you do carry it around with you. And at some point, I cut back uh, to some extent. I mean, I I stopped taking assignments overseas. I turned down a couple of job opportunities that would have involved overseas travel because I real I felt I needed to stay in Washington. But even then, I mean, you know, Washington is a 24-7 kind of place. And I don't know, John, that we ever fully reconciled it. It was just something mm. we just, we talked about a lot. We dealt with it the best we could. But neither one of us, completely stepped off the the merry-go-round. So then when you
0: hear uh, the advice, the lessons, the insights from people like Sheryl Sandberg or look at the uh, uh, leadership of uh, Marissa Mayer at uh, Yahoo, do you see um, gained insight? Have they learned lessons from your experience? Do you react with, wow, I wish I could have had some of those options? What do you hear in the sort of lean-in discussion?
1: Well what I what I think when I read Sheryl Sandberg and, and read some of the things Marissa Mayer and the others have said, I respect their choices, I respect their decision making, and I certainly admire them for what they're doing and I respect their insights. But I also would say that that with the experience of years of, of having children, raising children, I think there there are additional insights you have about you know how important children are and how It's not so easy to just compartmentalize them in your life, to be 24-7 at work at the same time you're 24-7 available to your children. The fact is it's not possible. It's not possible. I don't know if anybody has all the answers, but I think you do have a different perspective when your children are older than when they're young.
0: Do you think the guinea pig period for professional women in all professions is behind us, and that the Cheryl Sandbergs of the world stand on the shoulders of giants like yourself. I know you wouldn't call yourself a giant, but you know what I mean a generation's lessons are supporting their own insights
1: yeah i don't i don't pretend to be the giant whose whose shoulders they stand on. I do think they benefit from our experiences, but I also believe that These are trials and experiments that are going to keep going on, because as long as women want to have a meaningful role in the professions, and as long as they want to also have a family, there are going to be these very, very difficult questions and and trade-offs. Children are not another job. They are people we love and we want to be connected to and want to spend time with, and Their lives, my children, are more important to me than than life itself. And so how how do you put a definition or a value on that? I think as long as women want to have more in their career and as long as they want to have kids and family, it's just going to be tough. There are no easy answers, and it's just really impossible to do it all at the same time. It's really hard.
0: Judy Woodruff is the host of the PBS NewsHour and mother of 3. At Radio Lab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry.
1: But but we
0: do also like to get into other kinds of stories, stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex. Love bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.